0: If you don't know what the Civil War was about, if you don't know what the American Founding was about, if you don't know the progression of of of, of uh, economic liberty or of liberty itself, if you don't know what the foundations of it are, uh, you're you're lost in this universe.
1: My guest today is John Agresto. John has taught at major universities across the country, served as president of St. John's College in Santa Fe, and is a prolific author. He also served in senior positions at the National Endowment for the Humanities. His latest book, The Death of Learning, How American Education Has Failed Our Students and What to Do About It. I recently sat down with John to discuss the importance of an American liberal arts education for both our students and our nation. John, thanks so much for coming on the show. I greatly appreciate it. I've been looking forward to it ever since I read your book. And when we spoke last week, I had no idea that you were born in Brooklyn, born and raised in Red Hook. It Was Red Hook or? Red Hook. Red, Red, Red Hook. Hook, yes, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the, uh, you...
0: And I still haven't gotten over it.
1: <laughs> That's a, look how far in life you went. And you wouldn't have got that far if you didn't go to Red Hook, if you didn't live in Red Hook, right?
0: I, I was just running away is all I was doing. <laughs>
1: Beautiful. All right. So, uh, folks, the name of the book is The Death of Learning, How American Education Has Failed Our Students and What to Do About It. And, you know, I read this book over the weekend, John, and um, there were so many thoughts that I had because I have five kids and they all went to college. Uh, One didn't. One didn't go to college. And uh, the four went there. And my last son, who just who just graduated, and it was during Zoom and all that, and I was, I was listening into some of the classes, and he kept telling me, Pop, I want to get out of here. I and after listening in, I said, my gosh, I can't believe I sent him here. You know, it, it just, there was no wisdom. There was a lot of knowledge, but no wisdom. Uh, that's just my humble experience of that. So uh, I, I want to talk to you about so many things, but I want to point out right off the bat John was president of St. John's College in Santa Fe for 11 years. Now, folks, this was the college, if I didn't have ADD and my parents had money, I would have wanted to go to. This is a college that for four years, the curriculum is what? Tell me what the curriculum is, John.
0: It's basically... All the great thoughts, all the great books, all the great works, all the great art, all the great music of Western civilization. Uh, and now we even have a graduate program in Eastern classics. It was the basic liberal arts curriculum that uh, in more or less uh, was was known around around most colleges, uh, Columbia, Chicago, great universities had it. We're one of the few that have it left us. Thomas Aquinas College, University of Dallas. Uh, But it's basically, you you learn uh, languages, philosophy, literature, history, uh, math, science, and you do it through studying great books, doing great experiments, uh, looking at and talking about great arts. No textbooks, all primary sources, and no class more than oh, uh, you know, 14, 15 students per class. And and you're expected to have read the material and be willing to talk about it, and even more important, to be able to listen to others talking about it. I'm, I'm looking at... It's, the, a great,
1: it's a great thing to do. Oh, my gosh. I'm looking here. Homer, right? So you have the Iliad and the Odyssey. This is freshman, just freshman year. And then you have Aristotle. Uh, you read the great works by Aristotle. And then you have uh, Joseph, uh, Daniel Fahrenheit, the Fahrenheit scale. So the subjects: natural sciences and mathematics, and then you're going into, I think, Euclid, you, Plato. My goodness, there's there's so much wisdom. You have the wisdom of Western civilization uh, given to you in a, as a freshman, and you're learning from all primary sources. There's no need to try to see what the author was saying through a filter or through someone's editorializing. Right, right. right to That's the right. source.
0: Right. Uh, and it's and it's done basically historically it progresses from the greeks and you know the old testament new testament uh then up through the renaissance reformation uh, or the romans renaissance reformation uh, early modern modern and contemporary life wow. and so you begin with homer and and plato and and you end with uh, everyone from uh uh from hemingway to uh to Faulkner, to Emily Dickinson, to James Baldwin.
1: Wow, I remember seeing something here, the history of mathematics. I think you had something like Oh, that. yeah, we start with Euclid. Yeah. The most amazing that may be
0: in some ways, Charles. The best part of that program, yeah. no one, everybody thinks they can't do math, everybody has math fear. Uh, nobody has it after they come here. Oh, it's it can, uh, it can, I say here, I've not been president there for 20 years now, Charles, yeah. but uh, it hasn't changed
1: much. But you know, yeah, look, the classics are still the classics, right? <laughs> you know, I style didn't come out with an update, but you know, it, it's like um, there was a book I read uh, several years ago, um, uh, uh about the uh, about risk by Bernstein, I forgot the name of the book. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out by the end, where it gave a history of math and probability uh, that just blew me away because I was never a strong math student in school, but learning math in context of how it developed and how it was needed for insurance reasons and probability and for ships and for laying off risk. It was a world of difference to me, a world of difference. I remember going online uh, to the Khan Academy to learn some of these formulas and how they break down. I was just so intrigued. Uh, um, Against the Gods, that was the book, Against the Gods. I'll put a link in below, folks. If you've never read Against the Gods, it is absolutely fascinating uh, how math was developed, how risk and was against the gods, because it talks about probability and a whole bunch of other things, and how... Uh, they figured all these things out, so we have insurance today. Uh, just amazing, <laughs> amazing. Okay, so yes, yeah, it's, it's all the uh, against the gods, the remarkable story of risk. And see, you know, you know, John, I, I learned that in the context of finance. So right there, I was extremely motivated. If you would have told me, Charles, I want to teach you or go into a course about statistics, I would have sent him out of here. But if you framed it, and I think that's what you that well I want to talk about your book, but I'm just so uh, amazed, I'm not really amazed. I stand in awe of what uh, St. John's College does and how it really educates uh, students really gives them wisdom. It transfers wisdom to them, not just knowledge. Uh, I, I always thought if you just you know in school I loved I was a I was a bookie, so I used to know how to lay off odds and if you put a dollar sign in front of something, I figured out the math real quick. <laughs> if it was algebra without I couldn't figure it out for anything
0: <laughs> Well we do have adult programs at the college oh, so yeah you know, if, right. if, if you ever ever want to take a summer vacation, uh you can you can begin at the beginning with us well i i i I, I say us with them i am not president
1: yeah you know i could definitely use your your credibility to maybe get a front seat in the class but i don't know the other 14 other people in the class they might have all around the table there's no front
0: seat no back no back row
1: oh it's it's a it's a horseshoe it's a a round thing no
0: it's just a seminar table and in fact almost all of our classes have two we call them tutors Mm -hmm. We refuse to call them professors because they're not there to, to to lecture you or to profess you or to give you their wisdom. They're there to guide you through the books of uh, that the books of of literature or poetry, or you know, understand Euclid, uh, understand Faraday, understand by reading them and then talking about it. Wow! And uh
1: wow. And right. It's
0: amazing how how when you when you begin talking about these things, you really begin to learn them and you own them.
1: 100%, 100%. Okay, okay. So let's back up of my excitement of, of knowing all of this because I want to just give you a little background about me. I know my show is about you, but forgive me, but I feel that after speaking to you, knowing you from Brooklyn, knowing your kindred spirit, knowing how your father owned a bar and found a way to lose money, I totally relate to all of these things, <laughs> all of these things. So <laughs> my thing, when growing up, and, and this plays right into what you have here because I, I believe... Many people, and I did as well prior to reading your book and prior to speaking with you, have a misconception of the importance, and I'm not going to use the word liberal arts. I'm going to say worldly wisdom. They have a misconception what worldly wisdom is. They have a a, a misconception of what its place is in getting ahead in this world. And the more people I've met throughout life are very, very educated only in their field. And, and what, me mm-hmm. what Chuck's when I look at some of these YouTube uh, um, questions and answer this. They ask regular college kids who won the Civil War and they don't know who won the Civil War. When did when was Abraham Lincoln president? simple things that every American should know, You get the silliest answers, silliest answers. And I feel that is such a crime.
0: Yeah. I, I what almost got me, although the, the book started in my head uh, long before book started in my head almost in high school because uh, I knew what was going on. And I, I I'm one of the few people who loved his high school. Uh, I was learning so much, uh, but I was teaching at uh, I will not say the name of the university, a very, very, very fine by reputation university. And I had kids in class, the honors class. uh and I said to them, uh, you know, Civil War, why do you look at me blankly? Uh, and so I said, we're going to have a, a sort of a general knowledge question to test. You know, no, not great. Okay, uh, which came first, the Civil War or the Revolutionary War? Uh, name one of the four evangelists. That flawed every one of them. Uh, yeah. And when I, I, they, uh, who, was, who was the president before Eisenhower, immediately before Eisenhower? Not a clue. Uh, uh, Where does the phrase from each according to his ability to each according to his needs come from? They all said from the Declaration or the Constitution. It comes from the Communist Manifesto, you know? Uh, uh, But then I asked, name one of Charlie's angels. They could name not only one, but all all Charlie's angels with their stage names and their real names. So I could see that the stuff that I thought, and I think you probably now say as well, was important. That if you don't know what the Civil War was about, if you don't know what the American founding was about, if you don't know the progression of of of, of uh, economic liberty or of liberty itself, if you don't know what the foundations of it are, uh, you're you're lost in this universe. Yeah, as Charlie as,
1: as Charlie Munger says, says, you're like a one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Yeah. <laughs> a, and, you know, Charlie Munger is one of my mentors, although I've never met him, but I've read everything about Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's partner. And here's probably one of the smartest guys on the planet. And the he always talks about worldly wisdom, how you learn from all the other disciplines, how it's like a lattice work and you keep how a mathematical formula is important for this and for business. And he just draws, he could sit there and quote poetry and then talk about Physics, and then talk about engineering, and it all ties together with the banking system and how Wells Fargo had problems. And psychology, just absolutely amazing, because his point is: is a man, uh, uh, what is it? Um, uh, To a man with a hammer, every problem's a nail. And most people solve problems or think as only holding a hammer. And and I think what you do here, and I'm going to stop talking because I, 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 I want to hear what you have to say on all this liberal arts doesn't mean liberal the way we think liberal conservative right liberal arts means what
0: I mean, it's, a, it's, it's a it's a it's a hollow hallowed old respectable ancient term uh it means well it meant meant a couple of things first and the awkward way in a sense the liberal arts were the arts the skills the knowledge that was that that people who were well-off in Greece, in Rome, would study. They would study uh, language. They would study philosophy. Uh, They would study politics. They would study rhetoric. They would study uh, astronomy and mathematics. Uh, And so they were called the liberal arts because they were liberal arts for free men we don't have exactly that anymore although if it was good for them there might be something to it uh, uh the uh the liberal arts we have come to to understand are those things that help not for you as a free person but those things that help make you free have you think about the important things of life and not simply go through life uh uh the, what do my peers say? What does what do my what does my my class say? What does my what what even does my neighborhood say? Or my, sometimes even to the extent of. Uh, I know mom and daddy might be telling me the truth. I'm sure you are, but let me, let me look at both sides. Let me look at everything. Uh, uh, I know you may be telling me the truth, uh, father or rabbi, uh, uh, but can I think about it more? And I have these books I want to read. So the liberation of the mind, right. uh, uh, so that you become a thinker, right. so that you become a person, uh, to be honest, who's not easily conned, uh, and okay that's only that's only part of it the other part is uh what should what what would it entail to to liberate the mind and the, i guess the 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 answer i tend to give is you have to think about read about discuss and consider important questions not you know, sometimes we think of education as being kind of oh, we learn all this irrelevant stuff. Irrelevant stuff is, to be honest, irrelevant. You got questions. You want to know what what love is. You want to know what hate is. You want to know what justice might be. You want to know if God exists and what he might what he might demand of you if anything. You want to know what you owe yourself. What you owe your country. What your country might owe you. You want to know what patriotism is. You want to know what treachery is. All of these things that I have to tell you, uh, in my experience, 15, 16, 18, 20, 22-year-olds really want to know, although these days we we flatter them by telling them they already know the answers, but of course they don't. Uh, uh, These are the things that drive them to want to learn more. It's not irrelevant things like, well, what was Shakespeare's birthday, but what can we learn about love from Shakespeare? What can we learn about relationships between religions? What can we learn about adventure and travel? What can we learn about war from Homer? What can we learn about peace? What can we learn about honor? These are things that kids want to know about. I still want to know about these things. I have a feeling talking to you, Charles, you want to know about them too. Uh, the liberal arts by uh, are the are the avenue into learning about the answers not the answers sometimes it's just insights into real questions right, big, real burning the, the, human
1: questions the big questions right to deal with the 10,000 foot questions which we 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 blaze through high school and college with a whole bunch of facts but very little wisdom right right, right, so right the tests right. are just basically regurgitating whatever knowledge was given to us back but we don't know how to put it in any type of framework and don't and we don't we don't really think much about how it all connects together
0: right right uh the that connecting together I just don't mean just inter- interdisciplinary mm-hmm. courses but once you you see the what you're doing is seeing how how the universe hangs together and what might be your place in it why it's both well you begin with the wonder that's out there. Then you begin to have the fear of what it is. And then you begin with the, then you go to the understanding of what it might be. Uh, but one thing I want to say, even though we said we connected uh, liberal arts to freeing and liberalism uh, in a way that the paradoxical thing is, but it's still true, even if it's paradoxical, it's also that the liberal arts are also the conserving arts. They preserve for us. Homer and Shakespeare and Bach and Beethoven, uh, uh, through these, through this study, we're not just studying, uh, uh, computer technology. We're not just studying, uh, you know, agronomy. We're studying the the whole sweep of civilization. And, uh, and, and that again, another way of knowing what our, what our place is in it, uh, in this, in this civilization, this world, this country, this culture, and what, what alternatives might be, because we, to be honest, as Americans, we have enemies out
1: there. right, okay, so beautifully said. okay, so now here's my question to you. I'm a college kid. I want to become a businessman. Mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I have my catalog of courses, which I have to ugh, have to take some of these you know core courses, but I want to get over with them so quick and get into statistics, finance money in banking, economics, micro make the case for me, why why isn't the college, I don't think it's college responsibility, let me rephrase, Why, why isn't the table set for these students to realize that there's much, much, a bigger world out there, that if you concentrate, you're going to focus on a very small I miss the whole big picture. But if you think of the whole big picture, this is just a small part of it. It'll be so much easier. Why are we looking at knowledge of what you just mentioned as a distraction, as a roadblock, as a speed bump in the pursuit of a career or a business or what have you?
0: Yeah. They... I remember when I was a kid uh, telling my grandfather— uh, I think I want to be a farmer when I grow up, well, he blew up, I used to be a farmer in Italy. That's why I left. <laughs> he says, over here, you could be anything you want to be, and you don't know what it is that you want to be yet. You're a kid. Uh, I get so worried when I hear kids say, oh, I know I want to be, uh, I want to do uh, be a, a designer of computer games. Well now maybe you do. Uh, or I want to be a a, a a I want to be in law enforcement. Wonderful careers, they're fine, but you don't know what all the opportunities are. You don't know all that's out there. Why make your world small when you're young? When you're young, try to make your world as wide as you can make it to see what's out there, to see what you might be able to do, and and to be able to and to have the wherewithal, the intellectual, educational, mental wherewithal to say. I bet I could do that. I mean, look, I mean, I'm... I did not graduate anywhere near the top of my class in any grade school, high school or college. No. Uh, but I learned as much as I could about uh, as much as I could, about as much as I could. And so, you know, I I've been a professor. I've been a college administrator. I've been a federal a federal civil servant. I've gone to I went to Iraq during the war. Uh, I've uh, I've I've written books upon books. Uh, uh, and I'm not stopping because uh, I find so much interesting and so much that I can do that's productive and and useful. Not useful not only to me and my family, but I think I hope useful to others as well.
1: So, so, so John, uh, here... don't make your
0: life small too soon, kids. Okay,
1: but here's my question to you, and I I totally get it because you're speaking to a, a kindred spirit. Because in, in high school, I graduated second to last, so that goes to show you. Second list. And, and the teachers were great because I was a terrible student because I, I had ADD and I was 40 minutes in the class and they used to time it out. Okay, 10 minutes, I'm going to sit. Then I'm going to go up to the bathroom, spend another 10 minutes there, and walk the halls. And I, I just couldn't take sitting down for too long. So I used to read in the back of the class, which I was able to hyper focus on reading and they didn't leave me. They didn't, they didn't bother me, I didn't bother them. Every class I just ran, I, I used to go to the library my kids still make fun of me that you must have been a real cool kid. I used to go to the library every day after school and sit in, this, in the public library and look at Jules Verne and read, uh, read 20,000 Leagues and then say, wow, fish on the sea. How do they survive? How do this? Then they take me to the science section. And I would just, I, to <laughs> me, it was like books were, when Amazon first opened up, I, I couldn't believe it. I, thought, I, I was trying to buy as many books as I could in the, because I thought they were going to close. <laughs> you know, I, I said, wow, here is like an all-you-can-eat buffet. So I'm, I'm, I'm totally, totally getting that. But here's where I think we have the disconnect. And please, please correct me if I'm wrong. A kid goes into, with this world of learning, with this thirst of knowing the big questions, goes in, it just doesn't fit into the four-year plan to graduate with a degree in X in order to make a living. How am I going to make a living with a liberal arts degree?
0: And <clears throat> you're not you know i'm not going to say you're wrong uh and, and the liberal arts uh, and so you go to the, you go you take a liberal get a liberal arts education and you you wind up graduating with a degree in uh i don't know anything from uh from uh classics to philosophy to nowadays women's studies okay, or, med- med- or uh,
1: medieval english literature i got that degree okay. what am i doing with okay. that
0: what do you learn by studying English literature? What do you learn by studying uh, uh, Fielding and Shakespeare and Hemingway and, and Hawthorne? Uh, you, learn, you learn, first you learn the varieties of human types around you. Uh, okay. You learn how to, well, in some ways, understand people and put up with people and get around people sometimes. Okay, let, let me stop. You. Let, let,
1: let me just interrupt you. Let me just interrupt you and forgive me. Okay. Forgive me. It's I got show, this yeah. degree. I got this degree. And my friend George, he went to school and he just got a, uh, a BA in finance. We yeah, both no. go to apply, put on our resume to get a job at XYZ Investment Bank. I stand zero. First of all, forget about the fact that I just pissed away 200 plus thousand of my father and mother's money to get a degree that probably helped me drive Uber, maybe, or so I think. He is going fast track right in, starting to make money, starting this. I'm at a tremendous, or so it seems, and tell me if I'm wrong, at a disadvantage. All these things are correct. All these things that you're saying are correct. Okay, I learned all of these things. I think there's a big chasm between that, learning all that, and the application of making a living and seeing the justification for all I've done to help further my career how do you answer that
0: okay no uh there is no doubt you're right and there is actually no doubt that a person who majored in finance and went right away into the financial world is going to make more more quickly than a person uh who majored in latin and greek easy enough no uh I'm I'm living proof that, that you could get a good education and not make much money. It's true. I'm, I spend what little money I make is all on books and they're all behind me. Uh but uh it, the liberal arts don't well a couple of things to say. I have no problem uh with uh people saying uh we uh, uh we really we we kind of raise a family i got I, it's just a safer course for me to say i'm going to be uh, 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 an accountant or i'm going to be uh, a uh, an insurance salesman. i'm going to learn everything again about insurance okay uh i still think you're 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 selling yourself short for for perhaps an immediate or a short-term gain uh. As you said at the beginning, you not nobody. I once mentioned that uh, when I was at the National Endowment for the Humanities, uh, we did a survey of all the people who were captains of industry, all the CEOs of uh, Fortune 500 companies, and what did they major in? A handful majored in, you know, marketing and and accounting. No, no, not really. almost all of them majored in philosophy, history. Uh, history was always big. English, very big subject, the biggest liberal arts subject back when I was growing up. Uh, classics, uh, languages, literature. Uh, and none of that disbarred them or gave or, or prevented them from rising up to, to where they wanted to be. Uh, in other words, the liberal arts could be a, a uh, since it opens up your eyes to the world, it might give you more options than you would have had uh, before your eyes were opened. But but the truth is, and, and I hate to say this, this uh, uh, there was a time when the kind of education I'm talking about was basically a high school education, even more than a college education. Uh, And so uh, that's where you learned languages, was in high school. That's where you learned uh, mathematics. That's where you learned really how to read. That's where you read really good books. You didn't get as much out of them as you might get by going to college at St. John's or or University of Dallas or Thomas Aquinas or or Notre Dame now. Uh, But, uh, and so, Having lost out on a liberal education when they were in high school, I, I would hope they'd get some of it uh, when they were in college. Uh, but I understand them saying, uh, it, it may be too late for me. i'm'm I'm, you know, I'm gonna get married, I got to go into the workforce, I have to make some money, I'm gonna have kids, I gotta uh, we understand that. I would just uh, I wouldn't force anyone, to, to major in philosophy or major in classics or major in literature. literature. Uh, but I just hope they have some background in it. Maybe when they go to college, the first couple of years could be devoted to learning learning and learning greatly. Uh, and then they could start majoring. And also, as we found out when, at St. John's, all our graduates do very well. Huh, you wanna be a doctor? Yeah, uh, we don't have a pre-med program, but you can go take a few courses. In in uh, in 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 medicine from the University of New Mexico as a graduate student, you could go take business courses, get an MBA as a business student after you graduate. Uh, you just you can get a great solid education, and then when you want to specialize, when you want to hone your skills down to one thing or another. Uh, uh, that's why that's where you go to graduate school we don't expect graduate school to give you a liberal education we can expect graduate school to give you a more specific education. right it's a, it's
1: a trade school graduate school really is a trade school because you're learning specifically for that yeah. industry or trade right yeah okay so and,
0: and and some of the, and some of those trades like a a doctor you
1: you have to learn an awful them.
0: lot of science and biology right. uh human relations uh you go to a lawyer you go to law school you have to know an awful lot about uh, about the philosophy or the history uh, but, but you have a leg up in those fields uh if you've uh, majored in history yeah. or english or philosophy yeah i, me- uh, I
1: remember reading where bill gross uh, the bond king you know pimco formerly of pimco he wrote uh, he said that you know uh, people you know people don't realize in finance you can get so many great answers of what's happening or how things playing out by a thirty-dollar history book, you know, by learning history. You don't have to learn all about the intricacies of things because actions, uh, people react the same way over time. You keep learning about that. You see these repeat. I've seen that so many times that uh, you know philosophy, uh, um, social, uh, not socialism. Um, um, was I going to say um, uh, uh, psychology? Play yeah. just till a few years ago. A few years ago, about ten, maybe twenty years ago now. Uh, uh, psychology had no place in economics. And now there's a whole field, behavioral economics. <laughs> you know, people react based on a whole bunch of other factors other than money and other than things. So, so you, you, you titled your book, John, How American Education Has Failed Our Students. In two sentences, tell me how they did that. You think I'm a magician in
0: two sentences, I'm going to do this? Well, you wrote, sure you no wrote, way... you
1: wrote a pretty oh. short book. I figured, you know, there's two <laughs> sentences in there that
0: we can... get. <laughs> yeah, no, half of it's about the failure. The other half is about what to do yeah. about it. Uh I, I want to actually, before I answer that question, I want to go back to the, what we were talking about, and then I'll stop it. The, the thing that worries me both is that if you, uh, worries me most rather, is is not that you won't be able to get a good job if you go to college and have a liberal arts education. You'll get a good job. It may take you a little longer. Longer, but you'll, you'll you'll do well. My worry is is that you that we're raising a civilization, a country of people. If you don't know what why we fought the Revolutionary War, if you don't know what the Civil War was about, if you don't know why uh, Jefferson would write uh, "All men are created equal" and what that means, if you don't have any idea what the foundations of of this society are, if you don't have any idea what the foundations of Western civilization are and why it is what it is, you're not a good citizen. Uh, there's there's not enough. There's not enough. Uh, uh intelligent uh, discussion in this country about important issues
1: uh that's yeah, because people I don't have a, they that. have no background they have no no idea of what you're mentioning
0: you, no, know, no, uh, no, uh,
1: no. you know it's funny, it's it's uh, there was one uh, um um uh, one great book that I, that I read years ago uh uh um miracle at philadelphia about the uh philadelphia convention 1787 uh, uh, Catherine. yeah Ricks. yeah, yeah. yeah phenomenal. and and uh he talks about uh, madison james madison buying tons of uh, books uh, from the uh, Greek philosophy and how and, and Greek government from France, having them delivered and reading them all. You know, Jefferson tasked him with figure out a form of government that we can come up with. <laughs> you know, and he's reading all <laughs> of these books because we're inventing all this stuff. That they were. They're inventing all this stuff. So, but it, it's just amazing the amount of knowledge uh, uh, that, that the founding fathers had in so many disciplines outside of their... Supposed fields. They weren't politicians. <laughs> they were farmers. no, no, they have don't don't jobs. Brilliant, <laughs> you know, but they were brilliant people because they yeah. just absorbed so much uh, knowledge from from all walks Uh all yeah. yeah. disciplines. Yeah, tell, tell
0: you read the Federalist Papers uh, and the and. The amount of learning that is in there of classical and and early modern and modern learning uh, about politics, about human nature, about what drives people, what their desires are, about how democracies fail, what might make a democracy work. uh, All in there, And they got this all by reading, by learning, by studying. And it's not just them. The interesting thing, the more interesting thing is they wrote it in the newspaper for the people of New York. Yeah, uh, the common citizens could read that, and they say, "Oh, yeah, I, I, I know why the Roman Republic fell." He's absolutely right. Amazing. Uh, this is what we have to avoid. He's absolutely right. Or I disagree with that. I think the anti-federalists are right. Uh, the uh, we've lost the ability to have uh, intelligent conversation about important matters.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, you know, it, it, that
0: more than, uh, well, I gotta. I really want to get a job. I really wish you just get an education about things that matter.
1: Yeah, you know, uh, I've just, throughout life, I've seen so many people because I uh, that, that I know who are very intelligent people in their fields, yet you go out of the confines of their fields, like, how do you know that? Like, you've never read XYZ? No. They, was it was required, <laughs> they didn't want to. They had no interest in it of, uh, uh, you know, it, 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 how does, how did longitude develop? You know, I was reading, there was a book on longitude that I read, which was just amazing. Uh, they had no and the reason I got it, you know, was just thinking about longitude because I have, um, I was collecting pocket watches at the time. And then it talked about time and the whole concept. And I just went on a daisy, you know, a, a rabbit hole of just learning that for a full six to eight months. And I've asked people, of, you know, do you, do you know this from mathematicians? And, and it's it, since it was out of their four corners of what they needed to know, it didn't bother. And and I think that curiosity uh, has really, uh, uh, really impacted thinking. We don't think anymore.
0: Yeah, uh, but I want to go to your question now because it was, it's a, it's an important one. What killed this kind of education, where where you could graduate from high school? graduate from college and know a foreign language or to uh, know the history of your civilization, know the alternatives to your, to your way of life, know what other cultures were like, know really what your culture was like. You uh, We, we, that was, that was almost a given. Uh, most people back then it was no surprise that I'm majoring in English and their parents didn't say that's a stupid thing to do. Uh, uh, they understood that you would become an educated citizen by by reading a lot of good books but so what killed that uh list i don't know how I'm going to put up how many fingers i'm going to put up uh first the the belief that the, the um, that you go to college only to get a job that rather than go to college you become smarter about things that matter okay second professors killed it uh when it became a, the rule that professors had to have PhDs in order to be professors, which means they had to go and study some subject to depth, uh, that they had to know uh, more and more about less and less, that they had to write a dissertation on, on something that no one ever thought was important to write about before. Uh, and that's the union card for teaching. When yeah. You well, know, that you may know, uh, uh, I remember. T- I wanted, to, I wanted to learn something about Chinese history. I thought it would be important to know. Uh, I just wanted to know. I found it fascinating, and I went and I sat in class after class after class, where the young professor was telling us how the people would send a memorial to the emperor, and whether they did it by this route. Or that route what kind of calligraphy they needed uh, what kind of form the letters should be in i said i'm not learning any chinese history but he was teaching what he knew we teach what we know and if what we know is narrow and small and very often irrelevant uh in the sciences it may be necessary at least at some levels uh, science does advance by specialization nobody gets uh, uh, no uh, literature philosophy does not advance by specialization, understood that way. That's number two. Number three, when did we get it in our head that to get a good education, you had to spend $100,000, $200,000, $300,000? The universities are killing you, killing learning. Uh, I mean, I could understand having to spend that kind of money that your parents are going to say, and your uncle's going to say, that's very nice, but what are you going to do reading poetry? Will you please do something where you can pay your mother back at least? Right. If nothing else, right. uh, uh, universities, uh, even high schools, have killed the uh, the breadth of learning that I think is important for Americans to have. Uh, and uh, uh, and then there are smaller things uh, that we uh, uh, we in the universities, they in the universities, somehow got it into their heads that. Uh, 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 the study of the basics like American history and Western civilization, but there was something wrong with that. Uh, and yeah, you know, that's, that's ethnocentric or that's, uh, uh, that's not, uh, not relevant to the modern diverse world that we have. I'm sorry. If you don't know your own, yes, you should know things that are not your own. Absolutely. But if you don't know your own, you know, nothing. Uh and uh, uh, and and then the and then the politics of it, the politics in higher education, and I think even in high schools, is just horrendous. Uh, they, uh, if if uh, if if your mother believes it, if your father believes it, if your aunts and uncles believe it, uh, if your priest said it, your rabbi told you about it, it has to be wrong. But not only wrong; it's probably uh, ethnocentric and racist. And once you have that mindset, uh, and the, the uh, uh, all the you know. Uh, uh, I remember when Georgetown got rid of uh, got rid of the Engl- got rid of the Engl- in the English department got rid of requiring Shakespeare for English majors? Why? Because they said, "Well, he has a, a bad view of women." You know, that's kind of silly and kind of. Deadly to learning, just even to say that. Uh, or, uh, uh, and I've used the word thinking before, uh, and I'm certainly in favor of thinking, uh, but there's an awful lot in, by even by people of goodwill in education, that say, well, oh, everything, we're just going to put people in their context. We're going to uh, put people in their historical context. It, yeah, I guess you can learn something from that. Uh, but if you want to find out what a person knew and why he thought it, uh, and if he had an argument or she had an argument or she had an insight, uh, say saying, oh, uh, we don't do this in the sciences. We don't say, uh, why did uh, uh, why did Einstein say e equals MC squared? Well, you give a reason. No, you don't put him in context. you, say, well, you know he was a Jew. Uh, and you don't say, oh, he thought that because uh, he was very bad at school, and he tried to prove himself by com- by coming up with that theory, uh, or uh, whatever. I, or I had. Or, uh, why did Luther post his theses on the on the on the cathedral door? Well, you know, he had stomach troubles, and he had big fights with his father. Uh, that's not why we give causes instead of reasons for things in higher education these days. But ideas aren't caused as much as that thought. Uh, and uh, uh, so I get I get I get annoyed at, at the reductionism of important things. okay
1: so 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 good we can we folks get the book and and, and John lays it all out uh, of how American education has failed our students. Now with the little the short time we have left uh, you also offer a solution. Uh, how American education has failed our students. And I want to ask you in two, three senses, what to do about it. All these points you brought up are outstanding. Excellent. I agree with 99% of them. How do we overcome them? Uh, What do we do about them today?
0: Well, well, it actually begins, how to solve it is to begin, you begin by knowing what's wrong. Uh, And uh, if one problem is uh, let's Let's go back to the simple ones. If one problem is that uh, uh, professors have become narrow and focused and they give nobody the, the sweep of what they, what needs to be known by it by it. Uh, then we got to do something about not fetishizing PhDs. Uh, you asked me, should you call me doctor? Uh, I said, no, please don't. Uh, uh, yeah, I got a Ph.D., uh, but I don't brag about it. And I hope I rose above it. Uh, we, You mentioned St. John's College. There was a time, I'm told, before my time when the college catalog says, uh, although most of our professors have their Ph.D., we hope they will rise above mm-hmm. it. Uh, That's important. Actually, you have to be able to, you're teaching kids who don't know the world. You You may say, oh, but I don't want to teach the same old things. The kids don't know the same old things. They've never been exposed to the same old things. You gotta reinvent the wheel for them every year, even though the reinvent, reinventing the wheel hurts you. If it makes you feel like you're 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 a high school teacher instead of a college professor. Right. Uh tough. Uh gotta do something about college costs. But mostly what we gotta do is try to re examine, rethink, and and re and 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 say, this is what learning is this is this is what important learning is these are the kind of citizens and fellow citizens we'd like to have uh what we want to do is produce people who who not only can read madison but read jefferson read lincoln but who might be able to be them in a way uh you know not that we could uh, be be i can't be shakespeare but i can certainly find out what he knew uh and and, and make him, the, well, part one, one interesting chapter in the book is on magic. And I think the most magical thing is how through, through a page, through a book, uh, a dead person's mind, You know, his body can't be mine. I can't have Jefferson's nose. I can't have his, his, his pretty red hair or whatever it was. You know what? I can have his mind. That the part that's not material lives on after the body's dead. The thought that I could have Aristotle's mind at least in a small way, is absolutely spectacular. Uh and so uh uh yeah if you buy the book ladies and gentlemen read the
1: chapter I magic. Yeah, really. uh, <laughs> um okay so uh, you know it's like uh, Charlie Munger calls um uh he has he he's made friends among the eminent dead <laughs> among the what dead the, the eminent dead you know all of his that's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. it he goes those are my heroes those are my friends <laughs> you know, I want to. I want to end, end this on John, just because we have no time. I could speak to you for the next ten hours, but you put something here which I thought was so great. Uh, you have a message here in the back of your book to high school seniors, and folks, it's really good stuff. Really good stuff. He also has here a message to high school teachers and principals, because unlike most uh, uh, academics, John doesn't only show you the problem; he offers solutions. And I just want to read this one part. I want you to comment on it, and then we'll end here. You write to high school students, try to remember. Few people are good at physics and literature and philosophy altogether, but an educated person knows something, perhaps a lot, about all three. Therefore, an educated person really gets all A's. An educated person gets decent grades in great courses, not great grades in merely decent courses.
0: Oh, it speaks for itself. Come on, Charles, you want me to, uh, uh, do you know what my comment is? That's really true. What I said,
1: you, you know, it, it, it's uh, especially, no, especially I, today with great inflation where it doesn't mean anything, uh, uh, here, you know, and, and you just, I just think back of all the things that, uh, when my kids would come home from school, it was, Wow, you got straight A's and, and, and I think I thought this through, you shouldn't have straight A's. You shouldn't have straight A's because, you didn't, it, you didn't it, prove yourself. You didn't test yourself. You, know, you didn't push yourself. It's like, you know, it's, it's like there should be, you, you can't be, a you know, if, for example, in business, if you hire a salesman, you know, he can't be a good accountant. Odds are he won't be. A, a, a great salesman doesn't have the skills of an accountant because he wouldn't be a salesman. An accountant doesn't have the skills of a salesperson. So to say someone is an all around great businessman in every single subject, that's just baloney. We could buy that in the real world. But in terms of education, you know, the four index, the straight A's, the gaming, the system, which now kids know how to do to get the highest uh, um, um, GPAs. It became a joke.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I even say there. you know, uh, if you graduate from college and you had middling grades, chances are it's possible you're not very bright. Uh, it's possible that you spent your, your your four years drinking and partying and sleeping. Uh, that's more likely even. Uh, uh, and uh, 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 but it may be that you pushed yourself. It may be that you wanted to know things about the yeah, mathematics. But, but, but here, and physics. Here's the
1: thing. Here's the thing. the incentive system is against you with that. So if, of course it is. If it is yes. So if I took courses that were way above my pay grade, and I got C's in all 10 of them. I gained a lot of wisdom, but my GPA is 2.0. That meant, or maybe 1.6. That meant if I had an academic scholarship or whatever scholarship, I couldn't go below a third grade index. So the system is forcing me to take and get the As. And I remember um, uh, a futures trader, uh, um, I forgot his first name, Niederhofer, he gamed the system in college. I think it was in Harvard. He took summer courses. And by summer courses, they were much shorter. The professors weren't into it as much and he got straight A's. He got a four And, and he said, I knew how to game the system. So if we know how to game the system, then what do the grades mean?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I know people who have four Os, and, uh, not, they know, they, sometimes they know how to game the system and sometimes they're just, uh, a little flaky. Uh, and, uh, but as I I think I say in the book something like this, you know, you are not going to be asked by a future employer why did you only get a B plus right. in medieval history, right. and you say uh, you say well I could have taken a different course, uh, uh, but. But I really wanted to know about this, and you know what? The professor was really good. The material was really good. I learned an awful lot. I wouldn't have traded that course for an easy A, or even for five easy A's. I am so much better having taken that course, yeah. and I'm not ashamed to say I worked very hard and got a B plus. Which one? Was- and any prof- any anybody who's going to hire you is going to say that's a great answer. You're hired.
1: You know, you know something. You know it just it just reminded me of something. Uh, my son. Uh, 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 a couple of years back, there was the, com- the um, uh, com- not the Common Core, what was it called? The Open, where everyone could register at the same time for any, any uh, the Common <clears throat> App. The Common App. The Common App. So my son re- applied to all the, I think to eight Ivies. And he was like a 14 plus 100 on the SAT, got a perfect score in math, captain of the basketball team, 99 average, all these great things. But that year, the Common App made it so easy to have 4 zillion applicants for X amount of positions in, in, you know, uh, for Harvard that's rejected from all, all the Hyveys. Because they took the 1600s, you know, the kids who got the perfect scores, and he was, he was bummed out. So I took him to a friend of mine who was a professor at the time at Drexel. And he goes, bring him over, you know, come to school. Came to school, he goes, I'm gonna introduce to all my friends who are professors at, uh, at Wharton. So we went and we, got introduced. they were all University of Chicago uh, um, graduates. And he went to see me, he goes, how come none of you are in the class? He goes, oh, our TAs, our teaching assistants, they they do that. We're sitting here writing research papers and trying to get consulting jobs. And uh, he basically said to my son, he goes, look, the only person who cares what school you went to is your first job. Once you get past your first job, your talent, people will find the talent. If you're working for 30 years, saying I graduated from Harvard means spit. (laughs) It really means spit. And he did. It was a tough job. His first job was I, he couldn't get himself arrested. It was no jobs at the time. And he got an entry-level thing that I happened to introduce. As, the only reason he got the job was because he was in the wrong position. And he, because he had an 800 and met, the owner of the company said, I like to hire small people. And that was it. He was in sales. But all of a sudden, after one or two, one year or so, the marketplace found his talent. And And my best advice to any young kid out there, and I, I don't know if you'd agree or disagree with this, is learn. Get an education, and the marketplace will find you if you have the talent. And if you don't have the talent, I don't care if you have Harvard with fifty-eight degrees. Eventually, it's going to fall to pieces. How would you react to that? Yeah,
0: well, talk about do you think I went to uh, to 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 college so I could become uh, a federal bureaucrat, a college president, and a person who goes to Iraq? Come on, no, Uh, uh, but. But I could become those things because I think I got a good education. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, and and try to make yourself the best you can be. Uh, uh, yes, follow your interests, at least be open and be open to other interests that you may have. Uh, and, and learn the most about important things, about things that matter, uh, things that make you, I mean, he uh, Charles uses the word wise or wisdom. Uh, think about that, trying to see how can I be as smart, as wise, as a much wisdom about things that matter that I can. And, then, you know, the world will open up to you. Uh, I'm just happy that I didn't become a farmer.
1: Yeah well yeah, well that was by the way your grandfather gave you great advice so I think you would have been, a bad, have been Although I would have been I've nice,
0: been a good farmer. I still have a garden out back all the time. Yeah. I grow great I grew tomatoes on the roof in Brooklyn.
1: So try make a living off that one. No one can, no one doubts that you have tomatoes, but you'd be pretty poor <laughs> if you, folks. The name of the book is "The Death of Learning: How American Education Has Failed Our Students and What to Do About It." Folks, it's a real book, hold it up like this so retreat. they can see. So. Yeah, but it's a podcast, you know. Like other than my wife, I don't oh, know who watches this oh. on YouTube. But uh, the, the 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 it's a really. I will put a link below in the description. Uh, It's really well worth it, folks. Really quick read, and uh, there's a lot to think about. John, thank you so much and continued success. Outstanding. Thank you so much, Charles. This has been a real pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Charles Mizrahi Show. If you're a new listener, welcome. If you've been listening for a while, we're glad to have you back. Either way, we'd love to know what you think of the show. Please leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. Reviews make it easier for others to find the show. You can also see the video of the interview on The Charles Mizrahi Show channel on YouTube.